0: Thursday morning. How do you do? My name is Nick Reed. We are on Facebook Live. That would be 1041 Nick Reed. You can find us there. Watch us. Comment to one another. Say thanks to us. Whatever you want to do. Tomorrow, we do have happy hour Retro Metro. It's also your last chance to... Score a pair of tickets for our private showing of the burbs at Alamo Draft House, which will be the following day. And we'd love for you to come out, get registered for that, last chance to win. I know a lot of you are disappointed. You didn't get tickets for that, so that'll be an opportunity. Guess who else may be there? Who? Cam. Oh. Yes, for those of you who are going on the Great Escape or who have gone on past great escapes. Uh, Cam, of course, is uh, back out of retirement, and she crafted our latest Great Escape, and uh, I talked to her Tuesday, and she was letting me know, i share this with all of you, that, and I don't think I've talked to you since, uh, that she was able to go ahead and successfully add some... Um, New rooms and find seats on the plane.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah.
0: And the reason that was relevant is you know, generally in the past, what we have, we have like this is it. There are no more seats, but there was some maneuverability and we sold out so quickly as we oftentimes do. And so um, she she had asked, do you want to go ahead if it's possible? to add some more junior suites as long as the cost is the same as long as everything's the same because we didn't want the messiness of well well now that you're adding more it's going to cost this for these people and so forth and i said yeah that that sounds fine and one of the reasons you may think well that's a no brainer we've always we we've never wanted this to be something where we get as many people as we possibly can to where you end up with hundreds of listeners going because part of this For us, and for some of you, is the, quote, community, if you will. Now, some of you it's not, which is absolutely fine. But what we have always wanted with The Great Escape Trip is if you do want to, at least during part of the trip, spend time with us, hang out with us, have drinks with us... um, and, you know, that that you'll be able to do that and we'll be able to do that with you in turn. And if you end up with 300 people going on these trips, which, frankly, I have no doubt if we really, really wanted to, we could do that um, just based on how quickly these things sell out. Uh, but we wouldn't be able to to do that. It, it just would not. It there's it, it, just there's not there's too many people. Not enough of us and so forth. So we, in the very beginning, thought, all right, well, let's limit it. And I think in the it, the very first one, we're like 40 people. And then I, it just, okay, well, 45 and 50. And we have found that the maximum we have done with, uh, you know, if you include us and everything, I think it was 84 or something, which, you know, listeners, it would be just under 80. And it it seemed like it was manageable. No one really gave feedback that they felt as if uh, they they weren't able to participate in in you know hanging out as much as they wanted to because there were too many people and so forth. And and uh, so, but we've never gone above that number. And this trip, I think we started out at seventy. Is that isn't that right?
1: That sounds about right. Yeah,
0: seventy, and that's what sold out. And so. Uh, you know, Cam had said, "Well, what do you think?" And and the, essentially, I said, "Yeah, go ahead." And uh, you know, we won't push it real hard. It's not, you know, but for those of you who maybe waited a bit and like, ah, we don't really know. And then, you know, oh gosh, it sold out. I wish we had done it. I'm one of those people. Man, t- the day I was going to sign up was the day that I heard that I could no longer sign up. If you're one of those people, there is availability for you. Um, as of Tuesday, and I'm sure because we haven't really talked about the additional, uh, uh, the room additions, uh, I I highly doubt that those have sold out. Plus, Cam hasn't said otherwise. So, um, uh, if that is something that is of interest to you, you can go to ksgf.com and get the information we still have the info up there yep we? on okay. the
1: little homepage yeah. slider so that's the first thing you'll see when you go to ksgf.com
0: and i know she at least pretended that she was writing down or putting in her calendar uh retro metro happy hour this friday four to six, Oh, because, i hope she makes it because i had mentioned it to her we had the conversation at the end and she said okay now it's this friday right four to six retro metro and i said yes and so um, you know, hopefully she is there and then, you know, just a chance cause I know how much all of you love Cam and, um, and Mark and, um, you know, if you have any Q and a stuff for the trips or any other trips, I know many of you do annual trips with her now, uh, or you have been, uh, outside of the great escape. So there we have it. I think that's, that's, I got some good, that's information. pretty
1: good news, pretty
0: good news, pretty good information for all of you. Uh, let's see. Christy Fulnag is not here today. Boo. Boo. She's got court cases, that whole job thing. Uh, I did find out additional information. See, I'm always working. Even when I'm not working, I'm working. Yesterday, James Clary filling in for me. Thank you very much. How'd that go? I'm sure it went
1: swimmingly. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Very
0: good. Monday, I talked about this. New organization in Springfield, Springfield Unite, or United Springfield, this new pack, And it was all about everyone coming together and getting the nastiness out of local races. These are not supposed to be partisan races. Uh, and, And so you have these people, Democrats and Republicans, coming together. Oh, it's so wonderful. And I... In, in talking about it, talked more about the concept and how these things usually run as opposed to the specifics of this one until I did get more information. I will tell you, it is worse than I thought. And that is something we'll talk about probably in the 7 o'clock hour today. Um, this is something that they, they've actually done a test run. This is, a, this is the, uh, in a nutshell here, what we're going to break down the facts for you some of the people involved and so forth. These are people who, over the past couple of elections, have realized that the methods they have used in order to control the school board in particular and some of these issues... They are no longer able to do that uh, through these organizations. Once upon a time, oh, Chamber of Commerce endorses these people. Well, that's a no brainer. And and this organization and and people got on to them. They they figured out what was going on. And I've talked about this over the last few election cycles, how not only that, that these endorsements aren't irrelevant, they actually seem to be working against them and apparently some of the the left-winger elites in our community that oftentimes masquerade as being moderates or sometimes even Republican also realized, okay, we have got to repackage ourselves. In a nutshell, that's what we're looking at here. This is a recognition by the left elites that want the school district here and the city council to be more left-leaning. And this is the way that they're going about doing it. Now, I will tell you, my very first red flag was that the news leader wrote this piece, and it just was so, uh, you know, there was no questioning about it. There was no um, looking into the past post of these people. Or, you know, they're all just wonderful people wanting to come together. And any time the news leader presents any candidate, anything in, in either the Uh, context of elections or the Springfield Public School District as just wonderful and and above politics you know something is afoot and that was my suspicion as I mentioned on Monday Uh, but like I said coming up probably the seven o'clock hour going to try to time that out in order to hit the seven o'clock hour Uh, it's it is it's very deliberate it's very calculated and I'll share with you the information I have we're going to parents and and not even parents but people who who genuinely only want children to get the best education possible hell of a fight on our hands i could tell you that right now because the forces have regrouped they are remarketing themselves based off of what they have seen as a past success And it's going to be a hard fight. So we've got that coming up. Uh, If you do miss it, don't worry. We have the on-demand section at ksgf.com and the KSGF app. Right now, the latest news update. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. A house fire overnight
2: in Springfield. Police and firefighters were called out to North National Avenue early this morning. All lanes of North National were shut down for a brief time at East Dale Street as they fought that fire. The fire marshal says the home was vacant at the time of the fire and no injuries were reported. An investigation is underway into the cause. NFL legend Joe Montana visits Missouri State University today. The former Chiefs and 49ers quarterback is the keynote speaker for MSU's public affairs conference. Conference. He was originally set to speak back in September before the event was rescheduled. You can see him at Juanita K. Hammonds Hall for the Performing Arts. With the event getting started at 7 p.m., it is free to attend, no tickets required. And the Texas Rangers are your World Series champions after defeating the Arizona Diamondbacks in five games. From Color 10
0: News, I'm Jesse Inman. First alert forecast from Color 10, Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunshine 59 for a high today. Looking for clear skies overnight down to 36. Sunny, 63 tomorrow. And for the weekend, mostly sunny with highs around 70.
1: All right,
0: let's... day one custom car care as the the temperatures they do obviously get cooler get colder uh this is the time of the year where you could very well find your battery not with enough juice to turn over and that's never fun it's never ever fun but it generally happens it it's always an inconvenient time most of us don't think i'm gonna go out and start my car just for fun And if it doesn't start, eh, I'll move on to something else. You're trying to go somewhere. And temperatures have an effect. They have an impact. Fortunately, it is not a scenario in which the only way you can possibly know is when it happens. A1 Custom Car Care, they can check your battery. See if that battery is 100%, 90%, whatever it is in terms of performance, or If it's there right on the edge, and like, well, as long as the temperatures are okay, but at some point, you're going to have difficulty turning things over here because of the cold weather and your battery, and then you know ahead of time. So you aren't calling somebody at whatever time in the morning or in the evening to try to give you a jump start to come and get you. It's just a hassle. You can avoid that. And it's inevitable. You're going to have to get a new battery anyway at some point. So why not know ahead of time you can avoid all that hassle. A1 Custom Car Care. I want to play some audio that Monday or Tuesday. Tuesday. U.S. Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee. Annual Threat to the Homeland. I have expressed my belief that as a nation, we are operating at an awareness level regarding potential terrorist attack on this country well below the awareness level we were on September 10th, 2001. In other words, not only have we not taken the lessons of 9-11, and utilize those in a meaningful way to help diminish the likelihood another terrorist attack will take place, we have gone backwards. Things that I suspect we would not have allowed to occur with government officials on September tenth, two 2001, we are allowing to occur. It is, even if... We weren't talking about this in the shadow of the attack on Israel. It still would be outrageous. You add on to that, this full-blown war against Israel and the open call to carry out attacks like this throughout the world on those who are enemies of the cause, It it is mind-boggling. It is as if we have an administration that wants to Epstein the United States of America. I want to play Missouri Senator Josh Hawley. And he is inquiring as to how one of the employees within Homeland Security has been dealt with, given her very vocal and proud support of, not free Palestine, but specifically the terrorist of Hamas and the terrorist attack against the Israeli people specifically. This, by the way, is not some low-level employee. This is, we're talking about an individual who is instrumental in approving asylum. Deciding who gets into this country and who doesn't get into this country. And she is openly promoting terrorism. So that is part of the revelation. But the other, and this is where things are most concerning, is the way that our government, specifically Homeland Security Director Mayorkas, deals with this sort of security threat. Here is the exchange on Tuesday. I just, my time is very limited. I, have to say, I think your answer is disappointing, but let me ask
2: you something else. Let, let me ask you about people who say other things. What about people who say things like, on October the 7th, F Israel, I'm cleaning up the language here, F. Israel, the government and its military. Are you ready for your downfall? People who say things like, F. Israel and any Jew who supports Israel. May your conscience haunt your dreams until your last breath. Palestine will be free one day. F. Apartheid Israel and is any Israeli. Well, this is pretty extreme rhetoric, don't you think?
3: Senator, um, I do, and I think there is a distinction between espousing or endorsing terrorist ideology and a speech uh, that is uh, odious, that does not rise to that
2: um, level. Fair enough. This person works for you. This is Nuja Ali, an employee of the Department of Homeland Security, who posted these comments on October the 7th. That's not all she posted. She also posted this graphic. Now, this is a fake graphic, I want to be clear, but I think we understand it. This is a paraglider, a Hamas paraglider, depicted here with a machine gun flying into Israel. She posted it under her online alias with the celebratory Free Palestine. Mr. Secretary, what, what's going on here? Is this, is this typical of, of people who work at DHS? This is an asylum and immigration officer who is posting these, frankly, pro-genocidal slogans and images on the day that Israelis are being slaughtered in their beds. What have you done about this?
3: Four things I'd like to say to you. Number one, your question to suggest that that is emblematic of the men and women of the Department of Homeland Security is despicable. No I'm pers- sorry, what have you d- This person works for
2: the Department of Homeland Security. Have you fired her? That was one of four answers. Have you fired her? One. Have you fired her? Don't come to this hearing room. When Israel has been invaded and Jewish students are barricaded in libraries in this country and cannot be escorted out because they are threatened for their lives, you have employees who are celebrating genocide and you are saying it's despicable for me to ask the question? Has she been fired?
3: Mr. Chairman.
2: Mr. Secretary. After
3: um, the consumption of Senator Hawley's time, I'd like to
2: speak. Has she
3: been fired? Because I will not be be given the opportunity. Has she been fired? So uh, that individual has been placed on administrative leave. So she's not been fired. Number two. Why has she not been fired? Number two, the individual was hired in 2019. Why has she not been fired? Number three, I cannot speak to an ongoing personnel matter. Why, Why has this person not been fired? Your answer is you can't speak to it? This isn't sufficient to fire her? I am not in a position to speak to an ongoing personnel matter. This isn't
2: sufficient to fire her? That's what you're telling me? That is not what I'm saying. But she's still on your payroll as we sit here today? That is not what I'm saying. She's still on your payroll as we sit here today? Senator? How many cases? She was an asylum and immigration officer. How many
3: cases did she adjudicate? Senator, I'm not in a position to speak about an ongoing
2: person. I'm not asking about that. I'm asking how many cases she adjudicated. My uh, answer remains. Did she adjudicate any cases involving Israelis seeking asylum in this country? Same answer. Well, let me just point you to what else she posted on social media, where she drew attention to the fact that she is an immigration and asylum officer. Hashtag immigrants, hashtag asylum seekers, hashtag Palestine, hashtag refugees welcome. This is on her LinkedIn post where she has her professional affiliation posted. So I think the American people deserve to know, has, has she admitted, contrary to law, individuals who should not be in this country, or denied Jewish refugees, whose genocide she's advocating, asylum that they deserve? Same answer. You're not going to tell us what this person's done? Are you conducting a review of her cases, at least? Senator, as I have said,
3: Over and over again, I cannot speak to an ongoing You said that you will not. I can't believe that
2: you would come to this committee knowing this. You know about this. I've written to you about it. You know all about it. And you come here unwilling to answer and suggest that it is wrong of me to ask you the question. Quite frankly, Mr. Secretary, I think that your performance is despicable. And I think the fact that you are not willing to provide answers to this committee is
0: absolutely atrocious. This is what we're dealing with. I think any objective individual recognizes the only reason at this point and the only reason moving forward that we are not hit in another nine eleven style attack is simply because they've decided not to at this point. There is absolutely nothing our government is doing to stop it. At least when it comes to If you allow people in your government who, among others, are in charge of deciding whether or not Jewish people can come into this country as refugees, and you put people in those positions that are openly cheering on the Holocaust, and only when people start noting this, uh, you, you put them on, quote, leave, No outrage expressed. I mean, there is clearly by Senator Hawley, but not by the administration. Oh, it's free speech. You know, there's a difference. Let me ask you this. What do we believe would occur if, let's say, on the same day or the day after that individual several years ago went into the black church and shot up the black church killing as many black people in the church as he could if somebody within the administration at the time let's say department of homeland security had posted celebratory remarks Supporting the effort, supporting the cause to kill as many black people as possible. Would we consider it acceptable for the head of that department to go, well, you know, there's a difference between being an actual uh, a racist terrorist that actually uh, mows down uh, black people with uh, uh, a R. 15 versus supporting it verbally versus going on. And so this is just a personnel issue and uh, they're on temporary leave right now. We can't really got talk beyond that, you know, HR issue stuff. Is that how we live in a country where if under this current administration, someone who worked in one of these positions was <clears throat> seen in a photo from 30 years ago, wearing blackface Unless they were a Democrat, of course. They, they could be fired immediately. But somebody that is in charge of whether or not uh, individuals that may be terrorists get asylum or Jewish individuals uh, wanting asylum, this person is in charge of making those decisions out there openly celebrating this Holocaust. Indignantly, incidentally, after that exchange, Mayorkas went on boo-hooing the fact that Senator Hawley clearly doesn't understand that my mother survived the Holocaust. Well, then of all people, you should know better. That does not give you a badge to promote anti-Semitism. It does not give you a free pass to cover for those who support the annihilation of all Jewish people. Whatever shame that uh, Senator Hawley was expressing, uh, Majorcas should feel, should be quadruple that given his recognition that his mother survived. People like him, frankly, who helped protect those who wanted the elimination of the Jews. <laughs> the American transmission is text line. i forecast from color 10 fox 49 meteorologist tom schmidt sunny high of 59 today clear 36 tonight 63 tomorrow saturday and sunday a high of around 70 garage experts yesterday i uh my day off among other things i was getting a, a load of firewood and just cleaning out the garage a little bit leaf blowing it and it's just one of the massive benefits of having that epoxy flooring Uh, You you may say, well, you know, the leaves, they come in, and I use a leaf blower in my garage. But does it look like it's brand new and just laid down day one after you leaf blow over it? Odds are it doesn't. Number one, some of that dust, dust still clings to it. It's porous. Maybe you got cracks. You got stains that are there. Like, well, there's nothing I can do about that. Well, there is. Garage experts. Christmas time is coming up. You're going to be entertaining people. I recommend that. You think about this for a Christmas gift to your loved one, or maybe yourself. You can see what they did with my garage by going to the video section on our Facebook page one zero four one Nick Reed. And if you go under Nick's endorsements, you can see I have a conversation with Mark and Shelley about the process, the company itself, and and I cannot highly recommend. Uh, having it done enough, or at least checking it out. And then if you do decide the move is right for you, please don't DIY it. They can explain why. You'll be very, very sorry you did. Uh, But there's no one I would recommend anywhere close to as much as I recommend Garage Experts, which are, again, under Nick's endorsements at ksgf.com. A couple of other just Israeli, Jewish-related news. As every day, the stories come pouring in of Jewish individuals or those suspected of being Jewish coming under attack, and this—I I, this—I hate seeing this, but it's clear we're not the only one that recognized the modern day Holocaust denial. I I referenced the News Leader, and in the aftermath of the terrorist attack against Israel, there was a story about how the local mosque and the local uh, Islamic community was really having to beef up security because of the danger to them. And I kept waiting, well, where are the stories about the synagogues? Because kind of in reality, when you're looking around, um, there's everyday stories all over the place. And best I could tell, there was one story... Which the president mentioned of this psychopath guy who stabbed to death somebody in his building and, and her her young child. And uh it was you know, his family said that he was doing it in response to what was going on in Israel and so forth. Universal condemnation, clearly. No one was saying, Well, you know, <laughs> You didn't have pro Israel people saying, well, you know, as opposed to when Jews get attacked and then you're like, well, you know, if they weren't oppressors, I noted that USA today did a similar story and they gave four examples that, and, and w- one of them, it wasn't even a Muslim. It was a sheik guy on a bus in New York where virtually anyone is likely to get assaulted one was CARE which is, uh, is you know has it's all tied in with terrorist organizations uh, that claimed somebody infiltrated a, a web chat or something I mean it, it and but the point being is that it's a bit of a, a modern day holocaust denial because it is trying to downplay what it is that the Jewish people are going through make it seem like oh it's no oh they're dealing with it too it's no big deal Fox News reporting Yale student who had pro-Israel column edited without her knowledge speaks out, quote, modern-day Holocaust denial. A sophomore Yale student whose pro-Israel column published in the Yale Daily News was edited without her knowledge, and she spoke out Tuesday, an October 12th column by Sahar Tarak titled, Is Yali's for Palestine a Hate Group? It was hit with an editor's note on October 25th reading this column has been edited to remove unsubstantiated claims that Hamas raped women and behead, beheaded men Uns- you know well she didn't prove provide evidence Tartok wrote in an op-ed in the Washington Free Beacon this week about how the Yale Daily News, the university's independent student newspaper paper, edited a section referring to Hamas's atrocities and the terrorist attack against Israel. The paper removed the sentence, yes, they raped women, yes, they beheaded men. Edits that were made without her knowledge. And so again, what it is, it's an attempt to either portray the, the Muslim community as being just as much victims as the Jewish community or downplaying the Muslim atrocities to make it look as if, uh, or, you know, the, the atrocities committed by Hamas to make it appear as if, well, they're not doing anything worse than anyone else does. Modern day Holocaust denialism. It's, it's the same motive to downplay the reality and the severity of what's going on. The denial of the Holocaust was similar. Well, sure, both sides did some bad things. But in reality, the the claims that the Jews had it worse because of the whole concentration camps of the Holocaust, that didn't even really happen. It was overblown and so forth. And we see that today with the way that the coverage is done. And whether it's a national level, whether it's uh, uh, Yale uh, Daily News or locally, the portrayal of of uh, what in in the world and the United States and Springfield the Islamic community is going through is just the same as what the Jewish people are going through currently. It's modern-day Holocaust denial, downplaying it. Taliban-controlled Afghanistan gets $80 million in cash infused every two weeks, according to a watchdog group. I'm going to hit you with a couple of these because in in Suppose this could have been linked to the story earlier with Mayorkas and uh, Josh Hawley questioning him about some of the anti Semitism within the Department of Homeland Security. And I've noted that we are operating at a lower level of awareness than we were before September 11th. And I, I mean, the amount of terrorist organizations that we are funding or giving access to funds i don't know at this point if there is any terrorist organization that is active that is not benefiting from this administration we are going to it's almost as if we are vying for first place as the number one funder of terrorism in the world we're like we're for whatever reason feel that we need to compete with iran on this under this administration that next i'm nick reed Rain makes corn makes retro metro happy hour tomorrow 4 to 6 love all you great escapers to come out i mean everyone obviously it would be great uh, to get together to talk with, start kind of in our minds It's always fun once you're in it you're, you're, you know it's gonna happen. We got the dates. You got your reservations in for us all to get together and and start talking about it. And um, and so that would be cool. Cam may be there. I know she was gonna try to make it. And so that'll just add to it. Makes it seem real, doesn't it? I know. It's coming.
1: It's, be it's here a coming. You know
0: it. Also at Happy Hour, you can register to win a pair of tickets to our private screening of The Burbs. At Alamo Draft House, the following day, we did online registration for a couple of weeks, and I know many of you were disappointed you did not win. This is an opportunity for you to get registered and to win those tickets. The United States and other international donors pump $80 million in money to Taliban-controlled Afghanistan every two weeks. This, in the face of mounting evidence, that the terror group steals the cash through fraudulent nonprofits and other means, according to a government watchdog, and of course have lent their support and offered to even like whatever support Hamas needs for the ongoing terrorism in Israel. And this way, the girl child was asking me about all of this, and it is. Such a frustrating thing to try to describe because there is so it's so deep. There's so much history there. And when I was explaining to her how it how the you know, where the funding comes from and how some of it is our funding and some of it is funding that we we unfroze so that the terrorist organizations could have it, which allow them to carry out these terrorist attacks. And her auto auto response was, well, but we didn't know that. And trying to explain to her, well, yeah, we do. I I mean, you know, and there may be some. They pr- either pretend that they don't know, or they really are that naive and foolish. But there are those of us who just year after year after year of of these things, you know, whatever the deal is, whatever the lifting of sanctions against this regime or taking the Houthis, for example, one of the first things Biden did was take them off the terror watch list. And it was also, well, they, they that way they can get aid. And we all know what they use the aid for because they do it over and over again. They don't even hide it they don't even hide it and it you get it it, it just doesn't compute here you have a, a young mind and it's beyond comprehension well then why would we continue to do it great question and one can sit around and speculate whether it's naivety, whether it's just easier that way, that's the easy thing. Well, Oh, they're calling the international communities, pressuring us. Yeah, okay, we'll do it. Uh, perhaps it's more nefarious, anti-Semitism, what, whatever. But the one thing that we do know is the money does go to terrorism. And we also know... That the current administration, and incidentally, this is a much different approach from the awful, horrible Donald Trump, who did everything he could, in a very, very meaningful way, to cut money off from these people. He put the Houthis on the terror watch list so they couldn't get funding. He put the screws to Iran, sanctions on oil, so that they couldn't continue to fund organizations like Hamas. Put the Taliban on notice. A single American stubs their toe. We know where you are. You will be annihilated. These terrorist organizations go from that to being handed money hand over fist. Not to mention for the Taliban. I mean, you know, they got an entire country handed to them by the administration. The United Nations sent cash shipments. To Afghanistan, every 10 to 14 days, money that is supposed to be shielded from the Taliban, according to the latest report from the Special Inspector General for Afghanistan Reconstruction, the Biden administration has allocated more than $2.5 billion for humanitarian projects in Afghanistan. And I'm sure that's exactly what the Taliban does. They get that check or the pallet of cash. And they're all excited. Here's more money to fund terrorism. Oh, wait, here's a note. It says we have to use it for Band-Aids and first aid kits. Dadgummit. Maybe the next one won't have that requirement. I'm not being facetious or overstating a rhetorical question to make a point when I say if there were people who were secretly members of ISIS Taliban, Hamas, Hezbollah, who had managed somehow as a Manchurian candidate to be running this country, what would they do differently? I don't know the answer to that. Outside of just bombing Israel and and, uh, just coming out full force in alliance, but this is actually much more effective, isn't it? Out there pretending, oh yeah, oh, we stand right behind Israel. By the way, we're going to continue to fund the people who have vowed to wipe you off the face of the planet. For every $1 we give you, we're going to give them, mm, how do you calculate as much as they want? It's really pretty, clearly it's effective. It is mind boggling to me that any person now in this day who is Jewish can be anything other than absolutely horrified and terrified of these people. I remember this friend, it's a friend who I didn't know this until this individual made the comment a couple years into the Trump presidency, but evidently it was half Jewish. And this individual expressed they were just, as a Jewish, as a half-Jewish person, so concerned about Trump being president. And I can guarantee you she's still a left-winger today. She will still vote for Joe Biden. Donald Trump, who has Jewish family members, who had a town named after him in Israel because of his support for the Jewish people did everything that he could in a very successful and meaningful way in order to create peace in the Middle East for, the, Islam- or for the, Jew- uh, the Jewish country of Israel while at the same time cutting off funding for terrorism. Not to mention the Abraham Accords. And there are still people, Jewish people. Well, no, I, I really like this administration and uh, you know, the way they continue to fund the people who will rest at nothing to make sure that we're all dead. Human beings are the most self-destructive living creatures that exist. Well, some of them, anyhow. Hey, everyone. Sarah Myers. That
1: is me. Yesterday, James Clary filled in for you. Oh Big God. thank you to him. Yeah, and of the, a He's our great fella. He is. <laughs> and one of the... One of the things that we were talking about during a break was um, just how kind of crazy the world is right now. And he had mentioned to me that he was going to be in the market to look for a, a home defense firearm. So I recommended him to uh, take a trip down to Monet and visit my friends down there at Quick Draw Gun. And he said, you know what, I've heard you talking about them, and I think I will. So I'll hold him to it. But if you are also out there, think in the same exact way. The world is kind of crazy. You know, I want to be able to better protect myself and my family if I'm ever in a situation where I need to do so. Brad and his team down there at Quick Draw Gun, that is the place to go. They are up front. They are friendly. They're going to answer all of your questions. They're not going to sell you something that they want to sell you. Like they are going to make sure that they are listening to you and make sure that they are getting the right firearm for you and uh, your needs. So if that is the type of shop that you're looking for, highly recommend. Brad and his team now you can find all of their contact information plus their shop hours and their uh, physical location address all of that is going to be housed under the Sarah's endorsements tab at ksgf.com
0: now while this administration is bending over backwards to protect not just anti-semitic talk and behavior but protecting those within the government that are openly supporting and cheering on Hamas They continue to go after the real threat in this country, and that's Trump supporters. On October 13th, the FBI testified that they were using geo-tracking data to identify Trump supporters who gathered near the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. The bombshell report by the Electronic Freedom Foundation revealed the vast secretive partnership between private companies and the federal government to surveil and track the movement of millions of Americans. According to the Electronic Freedom Foundation. Agencies including ICE, FBI, U.S. Secret Service, Department of Homeland Security, Department of Defense, as well as state and local law enforcement are being funneled hordes of private cell phone location data by private brokers who harvest the information. I will talk more on this coming up. I'm Nick Reed.